Hi, I'm Georgia, and welcome to Faith and Friends. I'm so glad that you decided to join me in my conversation today. Together, we're going to laugh, maybe cry, and use this time to grow stronger in our faith while hanging out with some really awesome humans. My prayer is that these conversations spark a deepening of your faith, and your soul truly feels refreshed. Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. Okay, this week we're going to talk about something super fun. I know it's a very big hot topic. We will be talking about singleness. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. Some of y'all may love that, and some of y'all may not love that. But we're going to navigate it together, and it's going to be super fun because we have a friend here that is the queen of navigating this so beautifully with grace and mm, I just love her. Her name's Lauren McCoy and you're gonna love her too. I I just pray you do by the end of this episode and she has so much wisdom to just share with us and man I don't even remember how we first met. Lauren do you remember when we first met? (gasps) I do. We had coffee. We had coffee. No it was before that. It was was at a she college event. And you were playing piano, and you came up, and you were like, hey, I'm Georgia Brown. That was like two years ago. It was two years ago. Oh, sorry. I slept since then. I remember the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) But then we got coffee after that, because I really was like, I need to know her. Yes, that was so much fun. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And so, it's been two years since we've met, and since then, like... When I first met you, you were just starting your blog, and it was called Singled Out for Him. Yes. So where did this, like, start? Oh, my goodness. Well, it has been quite a journey. So (laughs) I guess I could kind of start a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. You know, I just kind of had this vision for my life, this idea, this picture in my mind of what my life was going to look like. And so singleness was not in that at all. Um, I feel like I loved dating people and having a boyfriend. I mean, like fifth grade on. I just always had a boyfriend, was always, you know, dating somebody. And then in high school, it was my junior year and I had a breakup Mm -hmm. and it just really, God got a hold of my life and of my heart and was just like, you need to stop chasing men for affirmation. And I just felt like I lost the intense desire to like get that satisfaction from men like I wanted to just like pursue Christ get to know him follow after him and just see where he led me and so anyways but but with that I just kind of had in the back of my mind just the knowledge that like you know what God's gonna take care of me he's gonna bring along a husband when it's the right time aka after I graduate from college you know (laughs) because that is the right time right according to like society yeah (laughs) my grandmother my you know everybody um and so anyways so I went to college and I just like enjoyed college and all this stuff and all my life you know everyone's like oh you'll meet someone in college it's so fun there's so many options and all this stuff and I mean I liked people here and there but like no one I was just like you know I wanted to marry or anything and I just I I kind of but my my senior year of college I just kind of hit this point where I was like I'm about to graduate I don't know what I'm doing mm. and I'm it, like marriage is not in the picture. Yeah. Um, and like I'm going to have to provide for myself and make decisions for myself. Like this is scary. Like yeah. no one told me this was an option, you know. Mm. And so getting, you know, leaving college, moving to a new state, living by myself and navigating this new season in a new state. 
Uh, I didn't have any friends my own age. I didn't have any community. And it was really just like this really discouraging and hard time where I was not expecting singleness. Because, you know, growing up, like no one talked about singleness. No one talked about what you know what Paul thinks about singleness and how it's a a good thing and everything um they just I kind of viewed it as like only weird people are single you know Mm -hmm. they're like old and they're crabby and they're mean and you know (laughs) and and so like here I am and I'm like well maybe I'm old and crabby and mean I don't know (laughs) and so anyways and but it took just really getting up, like doing the next thing, doing what God had called me to do, like going to work, uh, getting in a small group, finding community. And God just started like shifting my perspective about singleness. Yeah. And so really like throughout my single, throughout my twenties, through a group of young professional women, uh, we were pretty much all teachers and we all went to small group every Thursday night. There were like seven or eight of us and we did life together. Mm. And I saw these beautiful, intelligent, godly women who were single and it, it encouraged me. And I was like, you know what? God's got a plan for them. God's got a plan for me. All of that led to um, just a, a shift in singleness and my viewpoint on singleness right when I'm starting to get satisfied and content in my singleness um this guy walks into my life for really the first one that I was like oh my goodness here's this guy he checks all these boxes like I'm really interested and I started to like hope and desire like intensely again marriage and so we talked for a little bit and it didn't work out Mm -hmm. I was rejected And, you know, I mean, it happens in life, but it just, it really crushed me because I was like, God, like, why did you allow this to happen? Like, I was so content and now I just feel a little bit like a mess. Yeah. (laughs) Why did you forsake me? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why did you mess with me? Like, I could have just kept being content, kept being, but really that, that hard time, that, that pain brought a lot of good work in my life. And so... After that rejection, I took a fast from social media and I just every every day, every morning I would get up and I would just pray and pray and pray and say, God, like, like show me what you want me to do. Show me. Speak to me. I'm so confused. Like, show me yourself. And I just would, would cry out to him. So one morning I'm sitting there reading my Bible and crying out to him and God says, I'm not done with your singleness yet. And I was like, what? And... He, and he was like, I'm not done with your singleness yet. Mm. And I, I mean, I was thinking, you know, he was like, well, he's going to come back to you. This guy's going to come back to you. Or, you know, there's another one around the corner. But it was like not what I wanted to hear. So I just kind of like right after that, I was just like, I don't know about that. But that following week, I kept hearing message after message you know like the Lord's trying to speak to you like are you gonna be obedient like the you know I'm like well I don't really even know what that means so I just started praying God what do you want to do with my singleness yeah so I didn't really know what to do I knew that I knew how to write so I just started writing good and so I just started writing and then God called me to lead a group of single woman myself mm. and um started to use my singleness in that way to encourage other single women who maybe felt the same way as me yeah he later led me to start single not for him which is a blog and instagram on facebook just really an online account for people from you know all around the world or, or the u.s to just be encouraged in their singleness because i i just felt like no one 
had ever shown me that like you can be single, beautiful, love God, and like you're not weird, you're not yeah. passed over. Right. You know, so anyways, I mean, God has just been so faithful and like leading me every step of the way and showing me how he like has this season for me right now with great purpose and he sees me and he hears me and he cares about me. And I just, I want women who maybe find themselves unexpectedly single or who have a friend who's single and they don't know what to say that it's a really good season. So that's just a little bit of my story of what God's done, which is super cool. Mm. But yeah, so that's just kind of a little bit of what God has done in my life. Yeah, and it's beautiful what he's done. And it just really makes me think of a conversation that I had a couple weeks ago on the podcast with my friend Nicole. And she was talking about how God has used food in her life. But it was the thing a few years ago she hated, um, just battling with an eating disorder and all that. But that was the one thing that she's put off saying, I don't want to do food. And it was the one thing God said, no, I've called you to this. And it remi- it just reminds me of this too, because you're like, no, 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 God, like, I don't know singleness. No, we don't need to do that. Let's, let's talk about marriage and like the babies and like the life. And this is the script and the plan that I want. Mm-hmm. But he was like, no, 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 this is right where I've called you. And it's been so cool to see that through your ministry. And so you started singled out for him. And so, what do we need to know about singleness? What are some of these myths we need to debunk? Because honestly, we were talking about this before we started recording, y'all. <laughs> we were talking about how much easier it is to just be single. Because it's just you and Jesus. Like, yes. like yes, it's hard. And there are those moments where you're like, oh. Because, you know, you see all the movies. You see uh, all the, you know, engagement pictures. You see all the wedding pictures, the baby announcements, mm-hmm. all the things. But, like, it's just you and Jesus. And then... Also, disclaimer, because I told Lauren this. I was like, we need to tell them that, like, you've dated before. Oh, and you did say that. <laughs> but, like, there's not going to be. Well, that be... wasn't, like, I did have, like, a, a year-long relationship after that. Okay. See? Yes. Yes. You've dated. It's not like you're holding out for this perfect human saying he has to be. Yeah, definitely not. You know, Barbie and Ken, like, this perfect match. It's, you know. He's writing your story in such a specific and unique way. It may look a little different than you thought. And so, you know, don't hold out for perfection because we're in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. And so that's an, that's Absolutely. another thing too, like with singleness. How, like even navigating singleness, we're not going to do it perfectly, but I, I agree, like it is a great fun season. And what have you been learning through it? Oh my goodness. Or what have what you not, not learned? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just so much. I will, I, I do like want to echo what you were saying about like being in a relationship because I, I forgot to mention this in my story, but right after God had said that, a couple months later is when this, this man that I had dated for a year entered into my life and he was very unexpected, like not anything that I had ever pictured or anything. And I remember going to my mentor and I was like, God just told me that he's not done with my singleness. I'm very confused. Like he's, but he's making it clear that he, he wants me to date this person. And so anyways, and I mean, I, I dated him for a year and I mean, things didn't end up working out, but that was so refining. You know, I, I think the beginning of my singleness was such a struggle because I didn't know what to do with like just me and yeah. then just me and God. Yeah. And I had to like lean in and press in on the Lord. And then when I went through that dating experience, which as my mentor reminded me, like, that's an aspect of singleness. It you know, really is. dating. Mm-hmm. You're still single and you're still, you know, waiting to be married if that's what God has for you. But anyways, and so 
but it was very refining because it showed me how selfish I was and yeah. you know because I think something that you can see in singleness is selfishness mm-hmm. uh you can see singles who are like well this is the time to like live it up live for me do what I want to do and and not saying that you can't have fun because I have had so much fun these past mm-hmm. few years of being single but as my adult life all these years of being single, like it's just been fun but it's you know it's like what Paul says like don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh but as an opportunity to like serve others and to love God you know just seeing this time as a as a time to set apart yourself for God for knowing God loving God getting to know his word and serving the church yeah you know because you do have more time on your hands in a lot of in a lot of ways than yeah someone who's married with kids Absolutely. And that's something we're going to talk about um, with your book because, oh, y'all, she has this book. And I truly think it's one of the best books on singleness there is that that's just totally soaked in scripture. And this book that Lauren just came out with is called Beautifully Scripted. And you talk about in one of the sections, like you were with a gal pal that just like really needed you. And you did, you know, you saw singleness as such a gift that you didn't have to call your husband and see if it was okay. You know, you just got to say my yes is on the table and you got to go eat lunch and then go get your nails done and you were just present. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you highlight little stories like that along the way of your, of your journey in this book, because it's so true. We can get so caught up in the self of saying, oh, I long for this. I want this, but we're missing out of what God's doing right here and right now because tomorrow is his, Mm -hmm. like we're not promised tomorrow but today is the present and it's a gift and it's like okay god what are you trying to teach me today yes and absolutely. so what does it look like to serve the church and just kind of dive into your singleness in a way that you're living it <laughs> to the fullest of what god's calling you to what sure. has that been looking like well that that kind of reminds me of just something that god i feel like god has spoken to me about and just praying for the season that you're in because mm. he really convicted me of that in my singleness because, you know, in high school and everything in youth group, they would say like, pray for your future husband and pray. And like, that's very important. I do think that's, that's a good thing and you, we should be doing that. But, um, so I was always praying for that, but I was never, I, I never had this concept of like praying for right now. Like it always seemed like we were praying for the next thing. And mm-hmm. so God just really convicted my heart. Um, why, why can't I be praying for how, God can be using my singleness. And it started when he said, like, I'm not done with your singleness. And I didn't know what to do. So I had to just start praying for my singleness. Mm. So, you know, God kind of like definitely led me to start praying for it. But I sat down and I had different areas over my life that I would pray verses over. I picked a a verse for each one. So for health, for, um, you know, fitness, money, um, whatever it was in my life. And then for singleness. And so every day I would pray that verse that I would be set apart for the things of the Lord, um, holy in body and spirit. And so I would pray that and like God would just speak to me and, and say like, you know, do this, or he would lead me to this, or, or something would come up, and I just would know that that would happen, and so I, I just wonder, like, how many times do I miss out, do we miss out on what we could be doing in this season, because we're just longing so much for the next season. Yeah, no, that's so good, and before we turned the mic on, I told, I told Lauren, I was like, it kind of scares me one day to think, you know, like a, a good, like, holy fear and reverence of the Lord, but like, to stand before him, and look back on my life and think, man, he was trying to teach me something or invite me into something 
so beautiful and good because every good and perfect gifts from above. But me and my selfishness didn't want to have my yes on the table or I thought I knew better. Like that just mm-hmm. scares me because it's like my stars, like there's so much out there for us to get our hands in, to love our neighbor, to, you know, call that friend that that really needs us or just what are the things that he wants to to take us deeper in with him, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. So that's that's just so good. I just love it. Oh, well, I'm going to open your book because there's some things that I just want to talk about from this book because it's just so good. You talk about building relationships. So you say that you have a mentor. So that's like your Paul, right? Yes, absolutely. What does that look like? So I kind of grew up in this thought of, you know, you only, only people who are really desperate or really needy reach out for help. Mm. And I, I didn't realize that it's like a biblical thing. Like you need accountability. You need someone speaking truth in your life, like teaching you and all of that. And so I feel like when the Lord opened that that freedom to me, um, it was when that happened with the, with the rejection. And I just felt so rejected and I didn't yeah. know what to do. And uh, so I reached out to my church and they paired me with a mentor Mm. and we just started meeting and we would meet for coffee and I mean ever since then anytime we'll text each other I'm like hey I need prayer right now or whatever it is or we'll go to coffee and and she just has poured into my life and and anytime that I have a situation like she just she speaks wisdom you Mm. know this this older woman who's walked through life and has a different perspective she loves God she's in the word and I mean I have several mentors you know I think about my mom and um, other family members and other women in the church but especially this lady she really has just poured a lot into me and so I think as a single woman especially with like temptations and so much going around you like you need accountability you need someone outside of your season speaking into your season. You know, and you just are doing this season so beautifully, it makes you feel not alone. Like when you're going through the season the season of singleness because like, yeah, you're thir- you're 30. Yes. Oh, right on the money. That's right. 30, you had a- flirty and thriving. <laughs> flirty, 30 and thriving. Y'all heard it here first. Just saying. Just saying. But like, you know, we're 9 years apart, yet like we're in this same season together and it makes you just not feel alone. So to my sisters out there that are single, you know, if you're dating, that's still single. And I love yeah. that you bring that up because we think, oh, once we're in a relationship, like we're done with that. Right. But truly, like until you're one flesh, like you're still you. Yeah. And so absolutely through dating, what does that look like to still keep your singleness intact? Because I just think that's really important because a lot of us just throw that out the window when we're like, ooh, boyfriend. Right. Well, I know for me, uh, I think the the man that I was dating at the time knew that, hey, I have this singleness ministry, you know, this blog, this this Facebook and Instagram and all this stuff. And so he knew that that was like a priority in my life, supported me in that. Um, so whatever passions and desires. And then also like my Tuesday night Bible study, that's like a non-negotiable, you oh, know, yeah. and they're single. I mean, now it's just a, a group of young professional women, but I knew that that was something that. God had not called me to give up. And so I still have kept that. And so I, you know, and when you are dating, there are going to be some changes of things mm-hmm. and some different priorities because I do think dating is a time when you should set aside to get to know the person that you could potentially marry. But 
with that also knowing that you still need to have that freedom or enjoy yeah. that freedom have to your serve life. the church. Right. Yes. yes. And like being a single is such a vital time to build I don't want to say I mean maybe like the skill of like reading the Bible the the habit of reading the Bible the routine but yeah the, those holy the love habits. for God yeah in in the word because I mean I think how hard it must be for a young mom with kids mm-hmm. to start that habit you know what I mean but if you start it yeah every day and it's just like a secondhand thing you just you get up and and you relish in, in the word yeah. I don't know so singleness is just a time to to build that as well. No, I'm right there with you because it's like those things are going to be the things that will sustain you. Mm-hmm. So it's like what you do when it's just you. Like what are you doing when it's just you? Like truly. Yeah. Like something that I read in your book that convicted me is it's like are you trying to see how many seasons of a show you can finish? Like mm-hmm. is that – like what are you doing mm-hmm. in your singleness? Are you, you know, pursuing trying to further your education? Are you, you know, reading a certain number of books? Like what gets you up in the morning? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. Like are you wallowing in this season or are you like thriving? Which, Absolutely. you know, there are those moments where you're like, ah, like I wish this. But take that to the Lord. Like right. invite him into that with you. And so – right there with you because these holy habits they'll continue because what does it say like 21 days to make a habit or something like that yeah something like something that. like that so once <laughs> you do it for like a month or so you'll start seeing how like I don't know about you I actually I do know but you know that you just love getting up in the morning to read your bible like mm-hmm. it's a lifeline yeah and so that's a non-negotiable so that's really good yeah and you know while you were saying that it made me think of just like who you are when you are single is who you are going to be when you're married. And so a lot of these, I mean, and I write about it in the book, like some people just spend frivolously uh, or spend, spend too much or, um, you know, waste their time or whatever. And then, but those are those habits that are building up. Like you're, you're attaching your affections to things. Um, and you just see it as like, well, I don't have anybody in my life right now. I'm just going to fill it with this. But, you know, and and that could be something that maybe the person, if you end up dating somebody that attracts you to them or attracts them to you. And so, you know what I mean? Like, what what do you want them to be attracted to? That's so good. So who who you are, like your character, who you're you're working to be, like, that's not going to magically change Mm. once you're married. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, and obviously, like, one of my biggest things is that, you never, you should never use sanctification or becoming a better person or anything like that mm. in order to get a man. Like, yes, I, that view just like irritates me. Like, um, you know, becoming the right person for the right person. Like, no, we become women and daughters of God, like for God. Yes. And we live for him, not to get a man because that is going to lead to, disappointment and to you know what I mean like that's not why we change and that's not going to produce lasting change no and and you say it so beautifully in your book you said remember the truth believe this about your satisfaction and your sanctification when I am satisfied with God I gain the blessing of an intimate relationship with the savior of my soul no man except the God man can satisfy me in this way Mm-hmm. How I am today is not how I will be tomorrow because God is continuing his work in me. Singleness is a good season in life. Mm-hmm. It is not punishment. God is not 
forgotten me. I am always on his heart and mind. I just love that. Mm. I just love that. Yeah. It it is not a, a season of being forgotten at all. And, you know, and that, that really just debunks the, the lie of, you know, on the other side of like being sanctified to get a man of, you know, a lot of people say, well, when you're fully satisfied in God, God will bring along the right person. And I don't believe that at all. Like I, I, I think God brings along someone sometimes when you least expect it. uh, Yeah. Maybe you're not satisfied in God and and you need someone to like point you to him or, or whatever, or maybe you're. Full, I mean, I, I've known people who have fully pursued God and they he doesn't bring them anybody. You know what I mean? But God loves them both the same and pursues them both the same and and has good plans for them. And so I think even just shifting this mindset of God guaranteeing or promising a husband mm. because that's not in the Bible. That's not a promise of God. No. Um, it very well may be part of your story, part of my story our listener story, um, and that if that's something that they hope and pray for, then I, I hope that God does give them that. But ultimately, like we are put on this earth to glorify God and to enjoy God yes. and to serve Him, whether that be through singleness or through marriage. Yes, and it does not change change our value or Absolutely. how God sees us at all. Oh my gosh, that's so good. You you talk a lot about Job. And it's so funny. I don't know if any of y'all listening are doing the Bible uh, recap, but it's been so good. And you start off in Genesis and then you go over to Job and you do that whole thing, which is so fun. And I love that. But it was like really the first time that I dove into the story of Job. And when you first read it, you know, like his name, when I was like 10, I definitely thought it was Job, but it's not. (laughs) (laughs) But you talk a lot about that and... So the story of Job, you know, God is saying, look at, look at my, my son, look at my servant. Like there's no one else out there like him. He loves me. Like he was just really, God was bragging on Job. Mm -hmm. And so you talk about that in your book. (laughs) You said, what if God has allowed singleness in our lives to reveal his glory? And then you put this in a quote and you had a blank. And so I filled in my name right here. As yes, you can read a girl. But it says, have you considered my daughter blank? And I filled in my name so confidently. And it says, there is no one else on earth like her. Wow. Mm. Like that was so powerful for me to read. Mm. Because it's so true. Like there's mm-hmm. no other Lauren. Mm-hmm. Like there's no other you. Mm-hmm. And man, God really delights in you so yes. much. Yes. And so this singleness you know, it's for him to show off. Mm-hmm. And so if you haven't read the story of Job, you should totally read that. And it's just really beautiful. So I just wanted to bring that up because that yes. was a new perspective for me. Yes. <laughs> that yes. was so good. That's so encouraging. I, I mean, really, I, I, I love that Job never knows the conversation because, I mean, that's our lives, you know. We yeah. never know the conversations, like what's happening in heaven, like what God's plans are. And, you know, I mean, I, I think about when I – first was kind of like you know graduating from college I'm like well I'm single like what's gonna happen in my life yeah and thinking that God had forgotten me or God had you know and I just felt like my life was over in some ways because I just had this dream and and hope to get married and and I I still have that dream and hope you know Absolutely. and but anyways knowing that you know what 
God has selected this path for me, this season for me right now, and I need to walk with it in with honor and with dignity and with purpose mm-hmm. because there's so much purpose to life, you know, more than yeah. than a season, whatever mm-hmm. season that is. Yes. And and that's something too like I really relate with you on is like you've you've wanted to like date boys since you were young. Mm-hmm. Like I think my first boyfriend was like in the seventh or eighth grade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like I always thought I had to have one. Yes, me too. Like I just, that was it. And you know, when I look back, it's because your girl was so insecure. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this girl did not know where her identity lied. Like no. I didn't know where I should rest. In my father's arms. I know that now. <laughs> but like I didn't know that. So I searched in all the wrong places. And so... I don't know about you, but I had to retrain my brain what even for a relationship would look like and what dating looked like and what, you know, singleness is a good thing. Like, I didn't know that. I just didn't want to be alone. Right, right. I mean, and that can be such a scary word is being, you know, feeling, being alone, but like feeling lonely, you know? And so knowing your identity really can just alter that. And, And I've always thought too, just... I feel like later on in my singleness, just kind of realizing the truths and the the character and the identity that God's taught me over these years. Like, you know, if the Lord leads me to marry, is going to be a gift to my husband. Because I, I think about like if I had gotten married when I'm twenty, when I was twenty, I would have been like really leaning on him for like you know my identity and my all my definition of who I am and all of that stuff and my insecurities. And I mean, I. Definitely still have insecurities and God's still working on me. But you know what I mean? It's just I've had to lean on the Lord for all those things these past few years. And that's what he wants. And that's what's so cool in this season of singleness is like for you to say, okay, I'm going to take a step back from me and I'm going to look at this through a heavenly lens. Mm -hmm. You were able to see that he could take you through all that. Instead of looking at, I don't know, partying or food or, you know, even over-exercising, like mm-hmm. leaning on fitness or just your job, anything. Instead, you leaned on the Lord and were like, okay, what do you want to teach me? Let's let's take this journey together. And yeah. so, you know, I think it's just so, so beautiful. And singleness is a gift. It, it really is. is. I, I, I do want to say also, like, singleness is so fun as well. Uh, so, like, yes. we talked a lot about, you know, a lot of the spiritual things. And, and I think... It is so, you know, it's such a set-apart time for the Lord and all this. But, like, I just, no one ever told me how much fun it could be, you know? I mean, I have just, I've traveled so much. I've got, I mean, the freedom to just, like, you know, go to a concert or, you know, hey, do you want to go on this weekend trip? Well, sure, you know, with some girlfriends and uh, just all the fun things that you can do. I think a lot of people think, well, I'm single and they just have this, like, grumble attitude about well it's like get up and have some fun like you know and it's like well nobody's inviting me to anything well invite somebody something like start something you know yes I read that in be your the book. initiator yes I was so inspired by that in your book you said you know I wanted to go to this concert and I had no one to go with so you bought two tickets yes and you prayed for who you should take tell me more about that because I was like shook at how beautiful that was well, I, it really was a God thing. I remember, um, <laughs> I have always wanted to go to the Newsies on, at TPAC, okay? Oh my gosh, you're so cute. <laughs> what? So, the Newsies comes, and 
I didn't have anybody to go with. Yeah. And, and I asked some family members and, you know, no one, no one could go or anything like that. And so it passed by. And I, so I promised myself, I was like, you know what? I'm never, like, if there's something like that that I really want to go to, I'm never going to let it pass me up. Because in my mind, I was like, well, if I had a, a husband, boyfriend, yeah, yeah, or a boyfriend, like, I'd go to Newsies, you know? I mean, maybe he wouldn't go to Newsies, but right. <laughs> anyways. Um, and so, but I just purposed in my heart. I was like, you know what? So I looked at the schedule, and I was just like, the next one that was looked interesting, I went ahead and I bought two tickets, and I just started praying, and I was like, I think that the Lord is going to provide somebody to go with me. And that was when I, like, just started joining this small group. And this girl was in there, and I was kind of like, she seems really fun, but, like, I don't know, you know, you're, you're like, would she want to go with me? Am I, like, cool enough? You know what I mean? All this <laughs> All stuff. All the things, yes. Yeah. And so I ended up asking her to go, and we had so much fun. And mm-hmm. we ended up, I mean, we went to so many concerts after that. We went, you know – we had like the same taste in food like we love doing like Ethiopian food like Indian food like all kinds of different um just types of food and so it really was like the forming of a really deep friendship that like risk of asking someone to go to something you know what I mean yeah no that's so good I I love that and I'm just so inspired it's like okay well let's just get up and go do it and if not like have the faith to buy two tickets and (laughs) pray about who you should invite isn't that that just I love that it's like get up and have some fun yeah you're the only one stopping you let's go yeah exactly invite people over you know people people want to be invited to stuff so yeah I'm always trying to plan something get something going and invite people to something because obviously it's not good to be alone like in isolation and that's where like Satan will try to get you into that place of like secluding yourself so if you find yourself like in this mindset of oh I am alone like I'm single I don't want to be with people that's exactly when you need to do the Mm -hmm. opposite Mm -hmm. because you need accountability you need you know those mentors and people pouring into your life you need to have fun Mm -hmm. like God wants you to have fun he wants you to live in community and so don't let this title or whatever you think it is punishment it's not a title or a punishment but that season that he's gifted you with don't let it hold you back from what he's calling you to do is live life yeah oh my goodness I can't tell you how many times how many weddings how many bridesmaids you know baby shower all that stuff and it's just it's fun yeah you know celebrating other people uh you know it seasons like Christmas and Valentine just change the narrative oh, you know it's yes. not like you know, it's not, uh, what is it, Single Awareness Day. You know, it, it right. can be Galentine's. Go! Have some yes. girls over and have fun, you know? And Absolutely. Just change the narrative and, and perspective of how you see it. I love that. And you talked about that in your book, and I'm trying to find it because you talked about, oh, yes, you said, start your own traditions and learn to make the most of each season. And I circled learn, and I said, it's a process. Because it is a process. You have to, like, teach yourself that kind of, have fun and it's like let's go and like let's do this yeah I love it and so then it says share your desires with God ask him for the joy of this season and I circled share and ask because it, it is you have to invite him in he's that gentleman that knocks at the door of your heart and then invite your friends along on this journey with you yeah like you did even friends you may not know yet 
Yes, I'm so excited. It is so exciting. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm here with Georgia and friends. Like, yes! how exciting. I get all to be here with friends. all of your friends. It's so I know. fun. I love you all my friends. You have such a sweet community. You really do. Oh, thank you. I think yes. all of our friends are super fun. Friends that are listening, I love you so much. Like, I really do. And, and it just... Oh. I'm just so grateful for this community. Mm. And so truly, you're not alone in your singleness if you're dating like I'm dating right now. But like, truly, I told Lauren, my heavens, it exposes you more than anything. Like, you watch all the Hallmark movies, you read all the books, Mm -hmm. you see the notebook a hundred times, all the things, and you think it's going to be this perfect thing. But really, your singleness sets you up for the way that you date. Yeah, you know, absolutely. How, however, you've been single, and so truly, I was so content just going to the coffee shops and doing my homework all the time, and then now it's like, okay, I'm exposed. I have to be honest and vulnerable, and mm-hmm. it's not just me and Jesus anymore. But how are you going to handle that? Well, really, truly, if I haven't done my holy habits of, you know, having my quiet time every day, saying, no, we can't go on an early morning walk. I got to do this. I got Bible study, or you know what I mean, different things like that. Truly, you just got to be so rooted in him. And so that's why in high school, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, I think it's good to start changing the narrative. Start, mm-hmm. you know, having godly women who are walking out their singleness for God. And it, yeah, I mean, I, I think of people like Annie Downs and, and you know, yes. all, these, all these wonderful women who are single but live for the Lord. Yeah. You know, and like people that, that they can people can look up to absolutely I mean that's why I look up to you so much Lauren because like you're not done with Mm -hmm. the the journey yet Mm -mm. you're not married with the five kids and the cute little Christmas card saying it's it's gonna come for you like it's gonna be fine like this is my story you're like hey I'm right there with you yeah like this is a beautifully scripted story that he's uniquely scripted for you Mm -hmm. but guess what I'm right there with you Mm-hmm. And so that's what I just love about your book. And truly, y'all, like, this is the best book I've read on singleness ever because it's so real. Lauren is real. She's going through this with us. And what I think, I I told you how much I loved the way that you wrote this book and how well you did. And I was, like, praising you because, yes, you are the vessel. But, Lauren, this book is so soaked in scripture like, you can't go a whole paragraph without quoting scripture. And that makes my heart scream. Because God. that's how it should be. Yes. You know what I mean? It's not yes. a one, two, three, here's what you do when you're single. It's like, no, let's go to our Father. And so, y'all, be ready to get your highlighters out for some scripture in this book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, that's what shaped my singleness is scripture. Because otherwise, I would have been discouraged and like you know where is God and all of that and so he's been so kind to just give that truth you know and that and honestly part of me wanting to write this book is you know when I I knew okay well God has he's not done with my singleness he's got me in this season for a little bit longer what's he want me to do so naturally I love reading all kinds of like Christian books and everything so I'm like going to the bookstore looking for books on singleness and it was that it was all these like you know, either like theologians writing about singleness, these old men who were like, you know, and I think those, yeah. are, those are like super valuable. We love them. We love but them. But it's not like they're not a woman. They don't right. understand. Right. Or it's like, here's how to, uh, like when you're single, here's how my story 
unfolded and I found my husband and you know here's how to find your husband happily ever after right and so I but I just was like well I just had this thought I'm like well what if God doesn't have singleness I mean doesn't have marriage for me Mm. because I had I have a very like godly woman in my life who is in her 50s and she has never been married and she loves the Lord and I know she desires marriage and I just look at her and I'm like God has a really good story for her and so you know if if she is holding God to this promise of marriage like well then how good is he to him to her you know what I mean but like that's not a promise God made and so she you know holds him to I will never leave you or forsake you or you know like I'm like all these promises that he makes to her and so anyway so I'm like I just want a book of like someone who's in singleness who is just telling me like how to live out this season. Mm-hmm. And then God's like, I want you to write that book. <laughs> like, Absolutely. I don't know about that. <laughs> Wait a second. And then he's kept reminding me like, you're going to be obedient to me. Mm-hmm. So he said, that's I wrote my- the book. <laughs> yes. And it's so good. And so I, I just, I love it because we're, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. We truly are. And, and you quote like all of our friends that we just love, like, Oh, we just love Lisa Turkhurst. We love Beth Moore. Uh, Beth Moore. You quote Jen everyone. Uh, the Bible. You quote the Bible. We love. Yes. Oh, Jen Wilkin. Yes. You quote all those. And then, uh, who is this? It, you say it's like your cousin, but it's not because Leanne McCoy. She yes. is. I wish we were related, but we're not. We just have the same last. Wouldn't name. that be cool? <laughs> but I know, right? You know, somewhere down the line. But I love this quote. That says you will have trouble, but you can have peace. Mm-hmm. And like you can't, yeah, you, there may be trouble in your singleness season. You know, there are those days, but you can have peace if you just pray yeah. and seek him. And yeah. so I love that you said that scripture has shaped your singleness. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. so good. So to our single friends out there, to the sister that's 14, to the sister that's, I know some women, a woman in my life that's in her 60s and has never been married and is desiring a husband. You know, yeah, to yeah. to the 20s, to the 60s, yes. what would you tell our, our sisters? Uh, I just think, um, well, probably my favorite verse that... Um, yes, girl, <laughs> tell it. And it's in Psalms 23. Mm. Surely goodness and faithful love will pursue you every single day of your life. Absolutely. And so knowing that whatever God has for you right now, like it is God's goodness it's his faithfulness his kindness his his steadfast love mm-hmm. and it's pursuing it's chasing it's yeah. never gonna stop going after you and so mm. when you know that you see through a different lens yes and you die to this timeline of I need to do be here at this age and do this at this time and you open up your hands and you say God what do you have for me today Mm. I don't know what tomorrow holds. Absolutely. I know you've been faithful to me in the past and I'm going to trust you and like help me to be a good steward of what you have for me today. Cause I would hate more than anything. And just like what you said, like yeah. to come to God and be like, man, I wasted this season of singleness because I had like, I allowed the enemy to like put lies in my mind and my heart. But Instead, like we can be women who have great purpose in this season mm-hmm. and live for God and and have eternal rewards for His glory. And so, just um, having open open hands and hearts and content hearts during the season. Absolutely, I love that. I love that. And two things that I would say to our sisters is 
And something my mom always said to me, she said, the world's rejection is God's protection. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. And then another thing that I heard somewhere down the line in this life, I don't know who it was <laughs> from, but they said, you're not being overlooked. You're being hidden. Mm-hmm. And it made yeah. me think of that verse where it says, you know, to be hidden in Christ. Yeah. And truly like, oh, he just loves you so much that he would he would hide you. You know, mm-hmm. his thoughts and his ways are just so much higher than ours. This story is special. It's important and it's fun. Like it we is talked about. Fun. So do some fun things. Like go axe throwing, which that kind of scares me, but it does sound fun. <laughs> I've been skydiving. So that no. was fun. No yes. way. I bought a house. That was exciting. Yes. And again, like travel, that's my that's my it. one thing. I love to, to travel, so. Yeah. It's fun. It is fun. I have not done axe throwing. That is a little intense. I know. I haven't either, but I'm, like, trying to think of adventurous things. Like, I went bowling the other day. Like, that's not, like, super adventurous, like, you know. But, like, just fun things. Like, get out and go do some things. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, I don't know. I'm just, I just want to have fun. <laughs> and it makes me think of the Proverbs 30 woman, 31 woman who looks at the future and laughs at the time to come because she's like, you know what? I'm not going to worry. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to live a righteous life. Yeah. Who knows what tomorrow holds? Just take advantage of what I mean, look at this world right now. And I think, you know, 2019 Georgia and probably 2019 Lauren couldn't say that to you. You know what I mean? Like 2020, if it taught me anything in the refining, was that we aren't in control. That my timeline... (laughs) Mm-mm. God laughs at my timeline. He says, no, 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 honey. You know? And oh, so yeah. now 2021, George Brown is like, okay, let's go and have fun today. Let's live for today. Yes. God's holding tomorrow. And it makes me think of Matthew 6 where it says, tomorrow has enough troubles of its own. And I'm like, yeah, you're so right. <laughs> so uh, if you got some free time this year to do some reading, Lauren, where can they get your amazing book? It's called Beautifully Scripted, Living Out Singleness in a Way That Honors Christ. Where can our friends get this? They can get it on Amazon. You can get it in paperback or on Kindle mm-hmm. on Amazon. And you can search the title or you can just search Lauren McCoy. And then if you're in Murfreesboro, you can get it at CPO, Christian Publishers Outlet. Yes. So you can find it either of those ways. Yes. Oh, y'all. Amazon, get that book. Maybe it's on Prime. It'll come straight to your door. It, it will be amazing. I'm serious, though. Like, I really encourage you to get this book if you're in a season of singleness or if you have a friend. Like, truly, even if you're not single, this is a great book for you to love your friends well, to meet them where you're at, to kind of get a glimpse of where they are. Yes. Like, truly. So I would highly encourage y'all to get this book. And is there an audio book of this? There is one in the works. Ooh. I have done a rough draft of it. So hopefully that is coming down the in 2021. Okay. So, well, yes. we'll be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for that. So that'll be exciting. Read by the author. Yes, <laughs> we love. Oh, well, Laura McCoy, I love you so much. And I love I you, Georgia, you. and all your friends. Yes, friends. We love you, friends. And seriously, your story is beautifully scripted. And man, mm, let God write that story. Yes. And yes. until next time. Enjoy and have fun in your singleness. Yes. Woo. Woo. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear what your favorite part was. You can leave us a review here or send me a message on Instagram at I am Georgia Brown. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. More pep talks, words of wisdom, and fun conversations are headed your way soon.